Self-worth is the unlock. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. And although Nat was based on my childhood self and childhood experiences, she became one of my greatest teachers. And this idea that resonates through the book of being more of who you are, focusing on who you are instead of who you aren't, I learned so much from her. And this idea of surrounding yourself with people that lift you up. Welcome to the Self-Care Savage podcast. A self-care savage is a term that I've coined that combines elements of self-care in a more assertive and bold approach to taking care of oneself and growing their self-worth. On the Self-Care Savage podcast, we will explore how self-care and self-worth are always in the driver's seat in all parts of our lives and how we act and react to life. So in this week's episode, I've got an amazing um, author. Uh, She's also a a syndicated cartoonist. I'm going to read a little bit more about her bio here. Uh, We kind of connected through social media because of the similarities in the message that we're uh, sending out to the world and and we're uh, trying to promote to people, which is self-worth. And the amazing thing with her is, with Maria's, is she, these are children's books. Uh, um, and they're, you know, they're through the teens and things like that. And they're, the message is amazing how she puts it down. She also illustrates these things and they're all inspired from talking to her based upon her life as she was growing up. So let me read, read just this about her. And so you kind of have the full scope of Maria and why she's here. Uh, Maria is a New York times bestselling author, award-winning syndicated cartoonist, Her laugh-out-loud comic, Half Full, appears daily in newspapers nationwide and on GoComics.com. Maria licensed her work for greeting cards, and her cartoons have appeared in Mad Magazine, Parade, and many other publications. Nat Enough, her debut graphic novel, was an instant New York Times bestseller, and the follow-ups, Forget Me Nat and Absolutely Nat, have also been released to great acclaim. Learn more about Maria and Maria Scriven. Scrivan. Scrivan. <laughs> Maria Scrivan. I got it. I got it the second time. Maria Scrivan.com. So thank you for being here, Maria. Thank you. It's it's a it's a pleasure. I um again I've I've been through through the books and uh I, I first of all the illustrations and you doing that and and so there's two things with that. First of all is Obviously, if you're able to do that, I'm seeing it looking at your books. If you're able to be the illustrator of what the story that you're putting down, 
that 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 to me just is next level. I mean, trying to get somebody to get the expressions right or the things you're trying to put across, you know, that's that there's a layer there that, or or a, a little gap, I think that that can, you know, where things can get missed. So I think that that's uh, that's great that you do that, too. And they're and they're amazing. And, th- and they tell the story. But again, the self-worth is the big message here. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of following that through this process. And I've, I focused more on the middle school only because I, I remember for me, gosh, how excruciating that was, you know, that whole middle school process, right? Yeah, it's a rough and, time. Um, yeah. And, and the, just the way you've kind of overall expanded on it. And, and again, I did bring up that these are inspired by you. And, mm-hmm. and I know, again, I've talked about you, you, of course, you know, writing them and, and, and creating the stories based on your childhood and then illustrating them and, and all that. So just if you could just tell us maybe a little bit more how it came to the putting it in a written form and then the illustrating it, all those things. How how did how did you get to that point leading to where you are now? Well, you know, I went back and looked at files and I actually started writing vignettes from childhood around 2013. The book start, the whole book started in 2018. So it was five years previous. And at that point, I thought it was going to be a prose book with spot illustrations. I saw a graphic novelist speak. I think it was 2017. I was like, oh, of course, this has to be a graphic novel. I've always, my dream as a child was to be a cartoonist. I am so grateful that I get to live my dream. I'm a very visual person. And I know one thing I love about graphic novels is there's a whole other layer of empathy because you get to see the expressions of everybody in the scene. You don't just hear about what the main character is doing or maybe the secondary character. You have a whole scene. So for me, it was the perfect recipe. And it's funny. I think I really ended up writing these books for my own personal healing. And although Nat was based on my childhood self and childhood experiences, she became one of my greatest teachers. And this idea that resonates through the book of being more of who you are, focusing on who you are instead of who you aren't, I learned so much from her. And this idea of surrounding yourself with people that lift you up. And actually, it's funny, she, in the first book, she loses her best friend, same thing happened to me, and she makes new friends. And I was just- Lily. Lily was the best friend. Yeah, Lily was the ex, her ex-best friend of me. Then she finds Zoe. And I should mention that Lily is an amalgam of characters, and Zoe is, so I'm not throwing any specific person under the bus. But I went to a concert the other day with my, basically the friend that stepped in my life after Lily, and we've been friends for decades. So it's kind of like kids nice. need to realize like the people who are important stick around. The right people come in, and the people who are going to put you down or be your bully, you don't want them in your life anyway. And you say the same thing in your message. It's, I mean, that's why I was drawn to mm-hmm. your messages because I was like, we're saying the same thing, just, just generationally a little different, right. but your message is for everyone as well. I hope kids hear your messages. It's really important. I wish I knew that when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, I know. Gosh, yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's it's so important, and and you talk about, um, and it's one of the things in here. I I, I did earmark, and and, and if I can uh, find it real quick, but so it kind of ties into what you were saying. It's it's uh, it's in the back of the description of of Nat uh, Nat enough. It says if Natalie can focus on who she is rather than who she isn't, then she might realize she's more than enough, just the way she is. Yeah. And sometimes that is created by people. That is uh, getting, you know, you get to that understanding when you lose something or you, somebody does disappoint you or, um, 
you know, cuts you out of their life or pushes you or, you know, you get all that, especially in middle school oh, and as a kid. The dynamics and, are crazy. And here are ways to work with it and deal with it and think about it. And, um, you know, and, and I love that. And you have that page that just, you know, goes from how to deal with the doubt gremlins, giving, you know, a few points. But then you, the next page is all the, you know, the words, you know, it shows all of the, you know, happy, fun stuff, you know, from, you know, it uh, uses like be inspired and you rock and <laughs> dream big. And then there's just a, 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 a picture of a pizza. You yeah. know, well, kids don't love pizza. That's a happy thing. And then there's a rainbow and then there's a bee and then there's today is a great day. I'm going to hold it Attitude up. Attitude is gratitude. For the video. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I got it too. I'm, I'm reading from These it. These are socks from the pandemic too. I wanted to throw a little bit of pandemic experience, but not a lot because nobody really wants to talk about it. So I got all the pink socks right. the kids made for the pandemic. That's, that's amazing. And, and, and again, that's, Kids need, uh, they, they need visuals, you know, even if you're not a visual person, so to speak, that they talk about, even when you get to be an adult, well, I'm not a visual person. Well, how do you know that? And I looked up colors. I've I've done a lot of things with things that I've done and colors are so important to kids, uh, especially through their anxiety, depression, and uh, how they feel about themselves or certain things that trigger them and uh, things like that. So the younger you get them, the 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 more you go through this is 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 just amazing. So that that's a that's a big testament to this. You know, you and I, it's a big part of this connection. If you don't talk, you can't heal. Oh, definitely. If you don't heal, you can't forgive. And, it, and if you don't forgive, you're you're not ever going to be able to move forward to find some peace and happiness in your life. Yeah. Uh, Paul and I were talking about this too because we were talking about this specific friendly reminder. Because I pulled it up and the last time, I think it was posted last, it was December of last year. And I was reading through the comments and going through all that. But there's just a lot of pushback. Again, I don't, I don't have anybody to talk to. What if you're supposed to talk to somebody? Or, and, I, and I did write a comment in there to one of those that pushed back and said, it sounds like you have a lot of excuses going on not to do wow. it. Journaling, too, is such a tool. I think the thing about talking to yourself, the journaling thing, because you always talk about journaling, and that was a huge part of my life. And a lot of my journaling ended up in the books. And that idea of healing, I love the idea that when we heal ourselves, we heal each other. So it's so important for that. And yeah, if you have no one to talk to, totally, yourself is, that's your best friend right there. And she has that mirror in the beginning. It's sort of her biggest critic. It's that back and forth. But I, journaling is one of the most amazing things that I've been doing ever since I was a kid. I had, a Gar- I had a diary, I had a Garfield diary and took stuff out of my sixth grade Garfield diary and put it in the books. <laughs> so I've been doing this my whole life. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's great. I mean, again, that's a, that's another piece that, that we need to be we giving our, our, our kids. There's just not that, that message to, um, you know, again, here's, here's how you can get this out of your, your mind. Yeah. You can put it on paper. Cognitive behavioral therapy was, was a huge piece for me. And I, it connected uh, the dots for a lot of things. And that's about what journaling is about, especially through cognitive behavioral therapy is connecting the dots. So even as a kid, just teaching them, when you teach them to journal is teaching them that one little other piece is, look, you're having some struggles with this. This was happening a month ago. You know, you've had some new friends. It's maybe it's happening again or some things. Write all these things when you're writing them down. Just ask yourself some questions. You know, what did you just eat? Or who did you just talk to? Yeah, that's good. Or who did you just see on the street when you were at the store? 
What's the weather like? Oh, I love that. What time of year is it? And then just like I, this is what I instruct in, uh, adults, adult, adults on, which I think can apply to kids and it can be told by somebody that can express it a little different, but that's how they can connect the dots. What, you know, it may take a couple of months. It may take a while, but as they do yeah. write their journaling and then they just take that minute and ask themselves those seven, 10 questions. That's great. Then they can start looking back and going, okay, they can start seeing what triggers them, what's happening, what, why, why they might push somebody away. And they don't, cause they don't understand their feelings, but they can help them start understanding their feelings as to why they may push people away. What just happened? Who just, who I, again, did something going on with my mom or did something happen? Did we move again? Who knows what, what that is that a kid still is not understanding and connecting. They can sooner. And I want to push more people to you so you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you can get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash SelfCareSavage. That's Better, H-E-L-P dot com slash SelfCareSavage. You can get them earlier. Because they're they're tiring me out when they get to be a I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what's funny about visual though, you said um, that you know these are visual. We are a visual society now. And that's why your message is so well communicated in quick Instagram bites. Because we are no one is everybody has a phone attached to their hand, myself included. That's just the world we're in. Everything is visual. So that's where I think, and I can't tell you how many reluctant readers have read my book and it was the first book they ever read. It's a big book. It's 235 pages. So now they feel successful. But this idea of a visual connection, I think that's where, we, where we're at. And I think that's why, especially your message, it's short and quick and we have no attention span. So it's a very fast, like this is what you need to know, which is really amazing. It's, you know, 100% agree. And, and I never, never kind of thought of it that way. But yeah, it makes we are. It, we're, whether again, whether like I was saying, whether you like it or not, um, uh, again, generationally, there was not there was not social media, and there was not that. Right. So, I'm such a believer in it. Um, yeah. If you can, Paul and I again, we're talking about that. That's part of all this. With uh, I know I'm kind of moving a little bit into a different lane, but going the same direction. It's it is uh, social media, the algorithms. <laughs> I hear people, and I hear people my age all the time. Well, every time we get on there, I'm not interested in watching people dance, and I'm not interested in watching all these things. Well, the reason that those come up when you get on Facebook, or the reason they come up, 
not just TikTok, but Facebook, Instagram, whatever you're looking at, the reason those videos and those things are coming up in your feed is because you're watching them. <laughs> right. It's the algorithm. Yeah. So it, even if you didn't click on it, if it comes into your feed and you and you scroll through and you stop, right, and it's a 45 second video and you're watching the whole thing for whatever reason you zone out or whatever's happening, the algorithm picks up on that. Right. So they're going to start showing you that more. So I tell people, look, if you want to see what my algorithm looks like, you know, um, it's just you know, it's just a bunch of uh, people screaming at you to get better or there's just people I follow messages around things. They will use these tools that we're so resistant to, especially my age. I know we were talking about kids and you, but there's also this other end. There's all this gap in the middle and then you get to be old like me and you haven't done anything. And life is, is now dwindling away. This is part of my giving up on myself and leading me to where I am. You know, my kids were, were, leaving the house and just life was changing. My identity was so tied into certain things. And, and then it just slowly just, it's like, now you're just with yourself. And then that's just a nightmare <laughs> because you, you know, as, as, as a, a 50 year old man back then, you know, all this stuff that's already rushing through my head that I was trying to suppress and suppressing it, operating in a very poor way. But now it's, it's, I can't, it's just, you can't stop it. Right. And uh, luckily I, I found the avenues I, I found to, to move in the direction I moved. But anyways, you're right. The visual thing, extremely important. And I, I do get, you know, short, sweet, concise, our attention spans because of social media have dwindled, you know, to, to lower uh, uh, amounts because of the instant hits and you can keep moving and, and right. get what you need. So uh, so Natalie was based on my childhood self and we modeled her over my, what I look like at eight, nine or 10 years old with my big glasses. My middle name is Notarelli. So that's where the name Natalie came from. And especially the first book, all of those stories, everything from her actually, oh, I got to share this. There's a, there's a, her in a school play in a, in a funny parrot costume. Let's see. Can we do this? So there it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I took real childhood experiences. I have this great photo that I use in presentations. I, it's Natalie completely loses it on the hurdles. I'm in field day and there's this great photo my dad took and my face is about to hit the ground. Um, so I lived all of this. I lived it. I was mortified. I, you know, I thought I was such a clutch. I thought I wasn't athletic. And something that I tell in the talks that I do is those were just stories that I told about myself. I just made those up because as an adult, I've done two Ironman triathlons. I've done two marathons. I run and hike. And so all of that stuff that got in my head of not being enough, not being athletic, not being whatever, were just stories that I made up and hung on to for a very long time. And for me as a cartoonist, it's amazing to go back and process this through the lens of humor. So although I write about heavy stuff, all of it's through a filter of humor. And as a syndicated cartoonist, I have a panel, a, a, the daily panel that helped me, that trained me for the last decade to look at life through humor. Like what is funny about being in the DMV for six hours? Like there's something funny in almost everything. It just takes time. I mean, at the time, my middle school stuff was not funny at all. Not funny at all. But years later, I get to write about it through the lens of humor. And it's a lot of stuff I'm even still going through. That fourth book almost killed me. I rewrote that thing. I don't know. 
30 times. I just, I could not get the story right, whatever. And I, that's another thing I tell kids, like you think adults or somebody, you know, I'm now starting my sixth book. You would think by now I just sat down and write a book and that's it. And I said to them, I was watching actually the Oscars this year and a man was holding an Oscar in his hand and looked at the camera and said, I have imposter syndrome. I have low self-esteem. And I'm like, how much more validation do you need? You have an Oscar in your hand. I have it too. I mean, this is me. Like, this is me. This is Nat, but it's me now. I still struggle with this. I think a lot of adults and a lot of artists, or it doesn't even matter if it's art, it's sports, it's anything, this idea of self, self-doubt self and I'm not sure and imposter syndrome and all that. I think it's something that a lot of us work through. So to Scott's point before, these, yeah, these are for kids, but adults can read them too. I mean, these these are a lot of issues that I'm still going through and working through, but I. Pro- that's how I process. I process by drawing cartoons and making fun, basically making fun of myself and stuff that I'm going through. And that's how I learn how to heal. I, there's nobody out there. I don't care who it is. It doesn't deal with it at some level. You may be better at the imposter syndrome stuff. You may have gone through it enough, won enough Oscars or got enough ac- accolades or, or, or you've spoken enough. You're whatever you, you do to you've done the reps to where it's more natural for you to accept that you do have something to offer the world right. and to people, whatever it is you're expressing. And um, so, you, you know, you're able to, it's your mindset is a way that when those doubts come in right before you're walking on stage or whatever, you know, you can knock them out like that. Yeah. You can push them away. Or as you put it, what was it? It's the way you put it was... Uh, move them to the side. I tell them to go, what was it? Yeah, I tell them to go watch. Yeah, watch a movie. Do a hundred thousand piece jigsaw puzzle. Read a book. Get out of the way because I've got stuff to do. <laughs> so I tell them to go out of the way. And I thought that was amazing. You know, I mean, again, those are those little things that, again, uh, someone you know that age group is going to be able to understand. Yeah. And, but again, same thing as as an adults. Again, it doesn't go away. But earlier, you can learn how to manage those things and understand they're not real, and usually they're coming from somebody else. You know, that's the big thing, too, is what goes in your head as a child. And usually the way you feel is, again, messages that have been put in your head. That's true. Yeah. And doesn't mean that, you know, I again, you know, I pick on parents, but um, I also look and I you know, was a very imperfect parent. But it's it's again, we, we don't realize that everything we do and say and present and uh, interact and all that is, is kids are seeing what you're doing versus listening. And uh, again, a lot of what you're doing is, is, is talking and it just, again, they observe and that's what they remember. Yeah. You know, they're going to remember what you see, what they see and what they observe. That's what sets in again. That's that visual part, especially kids you know, that, that, that's, what's going to burn in your brain more than because <laughs> usually when adults are doing this yeah, and that's what they're doing, the kid is, uh, uh the kid eventually is going to check out sure. if they hadn't checked out before they even started, they're going to just, you know, they're going to check out. So if they're watching and they know, you know, again, it's, it, it becomes a, a you know, some, a reel that, that gets filed. And they pull that up yeah. and they deal with something literally and it's going to, they're going to go, well, my dad did it that way or they, whatever. And then if it goes wrong, then they're going to go being in that victim mentality. They're going to go, well, it's my dad's fault. That's funny. Because You're right. What he did. Yeah. You better, you better get him all these books, you know, 
Well, a big thing about your message that is so appealing as well is that you speak the truth. And so many times when I've heard you say just a few lines, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And I've always found in writing that the more you, there's this great quote, and I don't know who to attribute to it, but the more personal, the more universal. So I think when we speak our truth and when we share our stories, we can all connect and other people are like, oh, I'm going through that too. So, so many of your messages are like, oh yeah, that's totally it. That's exactly what I needed to hear. So I think it's really important that we all share our stories and what we're going through because other people will resonate. That's one of the things I was talking about. Exactly what you just said is what I was saying is next level, next level self-care. Look, you're going to get to the point where you do feel like, like I, like I've been doing, working on myself viciously, you know, for, for a long time. Yeah. And, but not everybody needs to, to do that or go as deep as I did or, or whatever. But I was talking to Paul and that was one of the things that was, I was mentioning. That's part of talking about this right. is, you know, talking about your feelings and healing and all that. And you telling the story different next level for your own self-care. When you're to a point where you're really strong and you, you're, you know, you've got, you're bulletproof in a lot of ways and you're working that and you just, you know, you've got some time behind you and you just, you know it, you feel it, you can, you can speak it differently, speak it concisely and, 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 uh, and start talking about it and start yeah. saying it out loud because that's what helps people. Absolutely. And when, when you help somebody, I can't, I can't express to anybody enough. Anybody, anybody latches on and, and, you know, people say all the time, you know, you got to take a day off from your mental health. You have to do this. You don't have to post every day on social media and all that. Look, you don't. I do. Right. I do. That's my therapy. That's what keeps me clean. That's what I love. And how can I not be part of this amazing community that I'm part of? Look at the comments and posts I put up and people say, oh, my gosh, you just you you helped me out of this narcissistic relationship or, or you, you know, you helped me move past this. You know, I have stuff saved that are just it's like, what? I mean, yeah. a, a guy wrote to me about, you know, um, this is uh, Rob. This is one of Rob's friends that this is a guy we had on from our earlier podcast. But he was following me before Rob was. But anyways, he had cancer and he literally wrote me this thing and said, you helped. And he's in remission now. I mean, wow. he was like a mess. And he said, you, you, you are one of the, the, the biggest pieces that helped me keep my mind in a place to move past. all. That's this. amazing. How can I not wake up in the morning yeah. and not want to, to continue this on to can not not seek out oh i'm tired oh i'm the i'm not i'm not tired yeah i think what you mentioned that the other day the power of community and how we all really need our each other's support and also that idea of especially middle school people feel so alone and a lot of adults too in their problems and they feel completely isolated that there's no one else that feels the same way and that's back to what we were saying before about sharing our stories and knowing that like even if it's just seeing somebody else say it, be like, oh, there's a connection. So it is, it's funny, social media is this kind of like disconnected space, but it also really is about connection and about sharing and bringing our thoughts to each other and our stories to each other and helping each other because you can't do it alone. You can't do these things alone. We need we need each other. We all need each other to help each other out. So it's a huge part. I love the community that you built. It's amazing. 
it's really cool. Uh, I appreciate it. And it's, it's again, I, it, there's the kudos go to the community there. I'm finding out now about these other people that uh, are starting all these other things on their own now. Wow. You know, they're, they're doing their, their self-care and they're showing things that they're doing and how it's working. You know, they may, it may not be hiking like me or the outdoors, but it's, it's things, you know, through their art, through all these things that you're doing with these kids to express themselves and to let themselves out. And you, to do that, you have to, you know, shut the, you, you are bad. You can't, your art sucks. Your dog picture stupid. (laughs) You, you know, to to move forward and do these things. And um, so Maria, first of all, thank you so much again for being on here. Thank you. It's just, this has been incredible. It's just, it's another therapy session for me. Me You know, I'm not, you know, so I so appreciate that, but so if you would, I, I want, we're, we got to get people to you. Okay. However, as fast as we can and as many as we can, because you, you're, you're just on, you're just, you're amazing with what you're doing. So tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. And uh, anything you want to promote, again, anything you have the next book coming out or, or even if you're, your stuff that's syndicated that you're doing daily, whatever you want to. Yeah. Okay, great. So you, you can find pretty much everything at mariascrivan.com, M-A-R-I-A-S-C-R-I-B-A-N.com. Across all social media, I'm at Maria Scrivan. And I, the, just so the current book that's out right now is Not For Nothing. Um, this is a fourth. I have a cool project with Marvel called Marvel Super Stories, where a bunch of graphic novelists were all given a superhero. I was given Squirrel Girl, who could not have been better for me. So I had to do a really, yeah, it was really That's crazy. Fun nice. So I had to do a six-page story about Squirrel Girl. That's coming out in October. The fifth book in the series, which is called All Is Nat Lost, about a class trip to Philadelphia, is coming out in February. And I just started book six, and I don't have much to say about it other than I just started writing that. So that's what I'll be doing for the next couple, the next uh, yeah, six seven months coming up. That's amazing. So, and, and just so everybody knows too, we're going to collaborate probably on some things coming up um, to get, to continue this message. um, Now that we've, we can get everybody from the age they hit the ground until, you know, it's time to go. Uh, We're going to get everybody, everybody, (laughs) everybody to know their worth uh, (laughs) across the board. That's right. Thank you for listening. And I hope my podcast has helped you in some way taking the path to becoming a self-care savage. Make sure to subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 